0: What's up, War Report and Auburn family? We are back with another great edition of Building Report. Today we have the most special guest for you guys, head coach of Auburn basketball for the last eight years, Coach Bruce Pearl. Coach, thanks for joining us.
1: Mike, good to be with you guys. How's everything?
0: Amazing. Amazing. Coach, I want to get the interview kicked off by talking a little bit about what it's meant for you to be the coach of Auburn basketball. You're going into your 8th season now and you've built what a lot of fans feel like is the beginning of a dynasty. Can you talk about <laughs> what it has meant to be the coach of Auburn basketball that, you know, Auburn decided to bring you on?
1: Well, yeah, I I've always said that uh, I'm 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 grateful to Jay Goosh and 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 Jay Jacobs uh, for bringing me to Auburn and I'm grateful to uh, the leadership at Auburn, the board of trustees and Alan Green for keeping me uh, at Auburn uh, through, you know, through some challenging times, uh, a dynasty. I don't know about that. Um, I would say that uh, we are so locked in and focused on the next game, Oklahoma, uh, or the next game, Alabama, Um that it, you know you, there is no time to reflect on those kind of you know those kind of things and i will tell you that with the transfer p- portal and name image and likeness everything every year is going to be a brand new situation but over the last five years i'm very proud of the fact that i believe auburn has been a top 25 uh men's college basketball program uh we hold some numbers that verify that number of wins in our league number of wins in the non-conference um uh, you know, and a couple of championships, but we're we're working on on another one this year. All right, Coach
2: Pearl, you've already kind of uh, talked about a little bit of what we want to dive into today, and that's really the transfer portal and uh, NIL. Uh, specifically, let's talk first about the transfer portal. Um, you have done an amazing job, you know, from my assessment, and I think a lot of people's assessment of being able to navigate the transfer portal to make sure that your team is able to reload every year. Can you talk about just kind of the philosophy and how that's changed the landscape yeah. of being able
1: to put a program together? Right, part, of the, part of the deal was this. We, we, we had four guys come in out of the transfer portal. Um, two were really good evaluations by our staff that Wendell Green, an undersized point guard from Eastern Kentucky, had some special in him. And, um, and then Zeb Jasper, who was a really super solid, uh, very productive combo guard at the mid-major level, could transition a point guard and bring the same sort of solidness to the position, but and also a great defensive, defensive player and a warrior. Th- those were guys that I think not everybody would take at our level, and we did. And they've been terrific. The other two were based on prior relationships. That when we recruited K.D. Johnson and his family, we recruited Walker Kessler and his family. Even though we didn't get them, um, we maintained. We let we, we we recruited them the right way, and when we and we we said goodbye the right way. And then they wound up coming back to us uh, the following year. So uh, good evaluations, uh, great kids, and great relationships was how we managed this past year. Now, moving forward, you don't know what the transfer portal is going to look like. I don't know what my roster is going to look like. Um, you know, we got some guys that are definitely going to be able to have an opportunity to go play professionally. Uh, I, I, don't, I have historically not had lots of transfers. Uh, we've had no transfers out of my coaching staff. Uh, although I got a bunch of guys ready to be head coaches. Um, but that continuity served us really well. And we'll, we'll see when the year's over.
0: Coach, uh, talking about the transfer portal, uh, the portal has given young athletes uh, uh, some autonomy back in terms of how they spend their playing career. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, what that recruiting pitch is like to athletes now, given that they have more choices in where and how they transfer? And, and then um, I wanted you to, to talk a little bit about development of players. Uh, you know, one of the things that we've noted about the program over the last eight years is it's, it seems as if kids come in and they're being able to maximize their athletic potential under your guidance. Can you talk about, you know, is that what you're selling to, to, to kids? Come come play for me, come play for Auburn, and, you know, we'll, we'll help you uh, reach the heights of your athletic potential.
1: That's what Auburn University is offering. That's what that's what we do. That's our job to develop you uh, and help you get ready for what's next after college. And I don't know that many places are doing it any better than Auburn University. Um, and so we're trying to do the same thing. Starts with my strength and conditioning coach, Damon Davis, who's as good as there is in the country. And it trickles all the way down to my assistant coaches, Ira Bowman, uh, who's an incredible individual workout guy. So is Wes Flanagan, Stephen Pearl. Um, and then I've got, you know, Marquise Daniels, director of player development. Uh, graduate assistant coaches, a former player in KTRL, or uh, former manager in Maddox Jeffries, video guys like Ian Bowman. It's my entire staff uh, and our managerial team that recognize that, look, we're a program built on three and four stars. Yes, Jabari Smith was a McDonald's All-American. Yes, Walker Kessler was. Yes, Sharif Cooper. Those were the only three. And and, and so uh, obviously it helps coaching five stars versus, you know, guys you have to just develop but look, this program is built on a foundation of Jared Harper and Bryce Brown and Anthony McLemore and guys that came in without any SEC offers uh, that developed and, and got better. Um, and and so, yeah, I'd like to think that we do a great job with it. But that's of course our job. <laughs> that's our job. Second thing he asked was about um, the transfer portal. I think when we when you when, if you're going to go ahead and look, move the clock head forward and evaluate this past year, I would think that slightly. More than half of the guys that transferred uh, improved this situation, but I bet you there's a, a pretty good percentage that thought the grass was greener somewhere else and it wasn't. I'd be curious to see what that looks like. It's clearly been the case for all four of our guys, so are we kind of skew that number? Um, I'm I'm way more. I'm glad the kids have the opportunity for a year and then want to benefit like a Samir Dowdy. Uh, for example, sat out a year, and what a year he had, you know, the following year. Um, i I'd rather teach him to fight than flee. Mm. Uh, and and, but I, I believe in the freedoms this country affords us and um and the opportunity for all. And so I'm not against it. Um, I just um I just think I would just caution our student athletes like I would anybody. Don't always don't always think the grass is greener on the other side of the fence because it's not.
2: Well, uh, Coach, uh, I, again, I think that you've done a tremendous job thus far of navigating uh, that minefield. But there is a new minefield on the horizon, or it's actually here right now, and that is NIL. Um, can you talk a little bit about how you are uh, trying to adequately prepare the Auburn basketball program for handling that and the student-athletes for making sure that they're able to optimize their opportunities within that program?
1: Yeah, I, I, I think— you, know, there has got to be. It's not even a 180. It's a 360. That's how big of a turn intercollegiate athletics is taking right now uh, with the NIL. And um, keep in mind, it got here in the middle of summer, and we got focused on our season with the kids here, and and I'm in the middle of it right now. So we haven't had a ton of attention myself, my coaching staff, and that's good. But Auburn athletics has Alan Green, Rich McGlynn, our. Auburn Athletic Administration, uh, monitoring it, compliance, um, you know, being involved in it so that things are aboard to provide, as you said so properly, our student-athletes the opportunity to maximize their name, image, and likeness. I think Auburn's doing a good job, and and I will be jumping into that more when the season's over because there are some tremendous possibilities. Um, You can't be involved with pay-to-play which I think is one of the great challenges of monitoring this name, image, and likeness as it relates to the whole recruiting and promises. And, and, and it's going to be interesting to see what's promised and what's being delivered. Uh, we're not making any promises. We'll just point to Jabari Smith having one of the very few, maybe the only college player with a, with a contract with a shoe company or what some of our other student athletes are doing uh, at Auburn, SUNY Lee or uh, Alan or different players who are doing very, very well with it, and uh, as they should. And I think it's, it's, it's going to continue to get better for our student athletes. So
0: coach, I wanna pivot a little bit here uh, from NIL to what you're building. So you've given us a clear picture of how you guys are handling the transfer portal and trying to help student athletes get into the program and take advantage of every opportunity, including NIL. But Auburn uh, basketball is, is in a new era here that you've kind of worked to over the last eight years. And I can tell you, coach, when I was a student, you could find tickets to the game outside on the ground before the game. <laughs> uh, now uh, it's a hot ticket in town. And one of the things that the yearly things you're having to deal with are one and done. So you get a talented kid in like Jabari Smith. How challenging is it to build a program where you get super talented kids in, but you only have them for one year and then they go pro?
1: It's challenging. Uh, it puts a lot of pressure on, you know, the recruiting and things like that. But our job, is, again, is to get them ready. And uh, if our, uh, we have an amazing, you know, school business, and uh, we got a phenomenal accounting program, and it takes our guys, you know, four years to go through that program, and our kids pass the boards at a, like a 10 times higher rate than any other university's accounting program. But it takes them four years. If they can get ready in a year and we can help, that's our job. And so, you know, the rule's always been, if you think you get in the first round, it's probably a good idea to go. Uh, There's no question Jabari Smith is going to be one of the top two or three players taken in the NBA draft. He will only be here for a year. But Jabari came in not to get drafted one, two, or three. Jabari came in to get better. Hmm. He came in to get stronger. He came in and work on his game. He came in to have a really good, fun college experience, and he's loving Auburn. Uh, and he came in here to win championships and be a great teammate. That's been his focus. And as a result of focusing on being a great teammate and trying to win championships, he just simply plays to win, and then everybody sees that. And so um, as opposed to playing to put up numbers to try to get himself drafted, he doesn't do that. He's productive. He impacts the game on, on offense and on defense, and all that does is give the next guy confidence that if they came to Auburn, history does tend to repeat himself. Chuma Okiki. Isaac Coro, JT Thor, Jabari Smith, and whoever else wants to be next.
2: I did want to just kind of continue down this trail about program building because, you know, when you first arrived at Auburn, we definitely were not uh, what they call the new bloods, right? And there's, we're not the, the blue bloods of basketball, but we were evolving into what they're calling the new bloods. But can you talk about just how? impactful you feel like this season is towards, you know, just the historic nature of Auburn being number one for the first time. I've heard you speak about this a little bit in the post game and, and some uh, pregame stuff about how important it would be leading up to it. But, you know, it's here now. You've had your time to defend as the number one team in the nation. Can you talk about how that is significant for you as a coach getting back to that place and then for Auburn generally as a program?
1: Well, um, look, it's 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 great to be in a position that we're in uh, you'll ne- I- I'm old school and, um, you know, I'm-, I'm playing the back nine right now. And, um, you know, you, I ain't never going to be no blue blood. I can tell you that right now. And neither is Auburn as long as I'm in charge. Uh, and I don't know whether we're new blood or not, but, uh, you know, we are humble and we are hungry and we just simply do to the best of our ability, do the things every day that God will bless. And, 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 or at least have a chance to be blessed, not don't do them for the blessing, just do them to glorify him and put yourself in a position to maybe get blessed. Cause if you don't do them, you ain't going to get blessed. No shot, no chance. Um, and then just got to keep on getting better. Look, there's a reason why we've been down on the road, double digits four times. Mm. We're down double digits at home to Kentucky. Um, and so, um, and, and that's cause we got work to do. That's cause we got weaknesses. Right. As long as we continue to focus on that um, and, 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 and try to do something about it, we've got, we got a chance to continue uh, to, to be successful.
0: Well, Coach, uh, you've gotten the program to an amazing spot where there's a lot of enthusiasm around the uh, program. Auburn has a pretty awesome meme culture on Twitter. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So I did want to talk to you a little bit about social media and recruiting and what effect that has on the program you know um i've seen you you've been you're somewhat outspoken you know on social media more so than some other coaches right uh how important has the social media aspect been to helping you guys build what you're trying to do at auburn
1: well first of all what's happening right now with the, with, the, with the twitter mob and uh um and and social media i just think it's fun uh i, I don't pay a ton of attention to it i see the memes i i, I see some of the artwork uh I see the number of people that are communicating. I think people are having fun with it. I want to keep the punches above the waist. You know, I want to have it to be classy, but fun. And I think I think we 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 we're always so worried about socially being correct that we've lost laughter and 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 (laughs) you know and the ability to kind of get after somebody because, you know. You know, you, you, because then you, you get called all kind of names, and, and and just lighten up a little bit, everybody. And I think that, that that's kind of what this has done. I don't know everything that's going on. I I, I want it to be appropriate, but um, it, it's kind of cool. I think it helps recruiting for sure. Um, and then you know, then for me, obviously, I'm active. You know, on social media, not only in the area of basketball and promoting Auburn and what we're doing here, uh, but a little bit politically, a little bit religiously. Uh, being Jewish, I'm very sensitive to uh, racism, anti-Semitism, Islamophobia. Um, I'm very sensitive to people loving each other and 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 trying to push uh, for us to have the ability to get along and find reasons to to build teams. Uh, we can do more together than we can do apart. And people that are trying to pull us apart and and separate us. And so I fight those fights. You run the risk sometimes of getting called out, and I'm okay with that. Um, i 'm okay with that uh no I, I I wish we could have discussions and be on different sides of an of, a, of 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 an issue and just agree to disagree there's nothing I respect people that don't think the way I do I do mm. I, I very well may not agree with them uh, dr King did not want us to be quiet when we saw something was that was wrong he wanted us to stand up and uh do something about it if we could and so i'm I'm standing up and I could be wrong in the fights I'm fighting, but I'm going to stand up.
2: Well, Coach, we appreciate all the time that you've given us today, yeah. uh, but we did want to definitely give you an opportunity to, to speak about, you've already talked about some passionate causes that you have. Of course, if Auburn family's not aware, uh, you are, support a cause called Outlive. And I just want to give you a, a few minutes to talk about that and uh, you know whatever you want to say in regards to it.
1: And I appreciate that. I appreciate it. Listen, the, the number one reason why we're talking about Outlive is the best way to outlive cancer is to detect it early. So for all of your listeners right now, y'all need to go get checked, you know, uh, whether it's mammograms for the women, prostate exams for the men, you know, blood tests to see what your your, your counts are. Uh, we ought to be, you know, preventative in, in what we're trying to do uh, as far as taking care of ourselves and our health. Uh, it goes without saying your exercise and all the different things that you need to, that you need to do to try to stay healthy uh, as best you possibly can. But cancer screenings is one of them. And, you know, with COVID and people being concerned about going to the hospital and different things like that, a lot of people are ignoring things. And 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 as a result, you know, their cancer is in stage three and stage four instead of stage one or two, where it's more treatable. So Outlive is a public relations campaign so that people outlive cancer by, number one, going to get checked. So if you're listening, call your mom or dad right now and say, mom or dad, when was last time you got your cancer checked? Coach Pearl asked me that. And if they say it's been a long time, well, they need to go get checked. The second thing is, it is a fundraising campaign to be able to provide about 10 or 11 agencies and hospitals that treat cancer patients in the state of Alabama resources to be able to, not research, resources to be able to put cash in patients' pockets who are having a hard time paying their bills. Hmm. When you get chemo radiation, it's not a one and done deal. These fights can take years. And and you're going to miss some work because you're going to be too sick to go to work. Well, you're not going to get that paycheck. Um, and a lot of cancer patients don't have the money to, um, you know, for the gas to go. They can't afford the day off, so they miss their treatments. And so, therefore, every dime we raise through the sale of T-shirts or contributions to Outlive or the Bruce Pearl Family Foundation, every penny goes to a patient. There are no administrative costs at all in my foundations because it's me and my wife and and a few members of the board, so that's how people can help. And uh, I'll make sure that Marlene, my sports information director, gets to you so you can tell people how they can go online uh, to Outlive um, and, and to the Bruce Pro Family Foundation if anybody wants to make a contribution. I mean, absolutely, it's an easy way to put $25 in somebody's pocket that's battling cancer. Coach,
0: I appreciate you sharing that. Um, we have a number of causes we support. We support the Lee County Humane Society and their effort uh, to save rescue animals. Um, mm-hmm. You guys are doing this part. Uh, we've told our listeners for a long time uh, the power of community is is that if everybody does a little. We can accomplish a great deal. So I appreciate you sharing that, uh, Coach. Appreciate you giving us a little bit of your time today. Uh, you guys are on the war path right now, number one team in the country. Uh, so thank you for all your contributions to Auburn athletics
1: and to the Auburn community. We're the number one ranked team in the country. Whether we're number one in the country or not, that's to be determined. And yes, that so you, you make that you 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 make that the case every time you take the floor. But listen, you guys do a great job in our community. And appreciate you delivering the message. And uh, it's my pleasure to be on with you. We'll do it again.